0: Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hunt. We got the Bernie budget is a socialist spending spree. Biden says Cuomo's done a hell of a job as governor. Yeah, he's also looking at making universal masking for kids in school a federal mandate. DeSantis, meanwhile, saying he will pull paychecks from school staff who implement mask mandates. And America, Delta, Southwest Airlines will not make people get the vaccine. We got that and more coming up here, my friends. But first. Mike Lindell's My Pillow is an amazing company. And I got all their products on my bed right now. I just uh, took a shower and you know toweled off with a My Towel. I got the My Slippers. This is amazing stuff. You will love these products. And just as importantly these days, Mike Lindell refuses to bend the knee to the cancel culture left. So this is the guy, the company that you should be getting your home goods from. I mean, your sheets, the Giza Dream sheets are incredible. The best sheets I've ever owned, honestly. My pillows are so comfortable. Once you start using them, you realize they give you exactly the support you need. They never go totally flat. Just go right now and check this out. My pillow is an incredible company for good reason. Right now, we can get you great discounts on all My Pillow products by getting you to go to mypillow.com and click on Radio Listener Special Square. You'll see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper, and Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers. Weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK. Make sure you enter that promo code BUCK for these great radio specials at fantastic prices. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, enter that promo code BUCK. All right, now, the Bernie budget, people are calling it. It is crazy town how much money the Democrats want to spend here. Uh, and then, of course, there's there's infrastructure as well. And they're doing these two things together because they feel like it's harder for people to understand just how crazy this really is. If you do it all at once, you're overwhelmed by the amount of spending. I mean, you just you can't even really take in these numbers. Uh, here's Mitch McConnell talking about it. And he's saying, look, it's. It's left wing. It's like the squad is in charge. Play nine.
1: The policies they want to put behind this budget resolution read like somebody walked across the rotunda to the House and handed the squad a pen and piece of paper. Sweeping, sweeping amnesty for illegal immigrants in the middle of a border crisis. Regulations that are so radical that our colleague Senator Markey, quote, said the Green New Deal is in the DNA of this budget resolution.
0: The Green New Deal is in the DNA. I mean, it's true, though. It does feel like the Green New Deal is in it because they're trying to do everything they can to use the power of the purse in place of actually having to do real legislation on something. Right. Just we'll just fund something. We're not going to pass a law saying you have to. We'll just play with the the numbers and and the spending that the federal government has to achieve a similar goal. So you've got the Senate. Well, let's start. Let me try to break these two pieces into separate buckets for a second. The Senate approved the one point two trillion dollar transportation, water, broadband, other infrastructure projects, 69 to 30. So you had a bunch of uh, Republicans go along with this, including Mitch McConnell, by the way. So. Just, just put that. So they're they're in for infrastructure, and let me tell you what the problem with the infrastructure bill is. Even the parts of it that are bridges, roads, right—the things that you might have a tougher time trying to win an argument with somebody about why they're a bad idea—you'd say, okay, bridges, roads, those, those seem pretty important. Although we do already spend a lot of money on infrastructure in this country, that never really gets talked about. But with all of that stuff going on at this point in time, with all that happening, you would say, okay. well, is this going to be spent efficiently? And that's that's where you start laughing, right? I mean, there's no way, there's no realistic version of this where you don't have lawyers and activists and bureaucrats and union bosses, and by the time this actually gets to money to build stuff you will use, Lord only knows what's going to be left and what the uh, upside of this for the actual taxpayer is going to be. I mean, I, it strikes me that this is just going to end up being an, a massive boondoggle. Remember shovel ready jobs under the Obama administration. If you start thinking about the Biden administration as the third term of the Obama administration, everything makes sense. There are no surprises. It all adds up. It all comes together. And, and, That's exactly what you should expect here with with infrastructure. They're making all these promises. They're saying all these things. But even the areas of the bill that seem the least objectionable will be problematic down the line because of the implementation of this. Ultimately, this is just about moving taxpayer dollars around to favored constituencies of the Democrat Party. That's going to be a primary goal, Uh, you know, in Afghanistan, which is falling apart so rapidly. Now they're saying the Taliban could be in charge in a month. You see that the Taliban could be in charge in Afghanistan in a month. I mean, the whole country. Kabul could fall within a month is what people have been saying in the last 24 hours. I mean, that is stunning that the Taliban blitzkrieg would be that effective. Just goes to show you that for all those years, all the years we spent U.S. military training, all the contractors over there training the Afghans, mentoring them, working with them, all this stuff, just disintegrating, disintegrating. I'm going to tell you, it's not surprising to anybody who spent real time over there. It's just not. It's not surprising. The Afghan National Police, the Afghan army, they don't really have a tremendous allegiance. They don't they don't have a sense of their honor as tied to the national government they have a sense of honor and obligation to tribe to family to religion but to the central government in kabul whereas the taliban believes in their movement yeah there are a bunch of sadists and and jihadist maniacs but they do have the advantage of belief on their side and they believe in what they are doing and uh, this that country's going to fall apart oh but i bring up afghanistan because any of you listening to this or anybody who knows about how it work over there you know you could spend i'm making up the numbers here but you would allocate you know a million dollars to build a brand new school building and you know water treatment plant or something in afghanistan or let's just say a school building and by the time it actually got to the building of the school when you had paid off the local you know Elders and warlords and strongmen and, you know, when you ever going to take in their cut, you were left with almost nothing to do the actual project. Now, our corruption is not quite as out in the open and blatant as that. But there will be a lot of waste, fraud and abuse with this money that's being spent. That's definitely going to happen. Um, and as for the actual Bernie budget now, the three point five, it's really, it's really, we should be talking about this as a five trillion dollar thing. Um, The Bernie budget, so to speak, includes funds for universal pre-kindergarten, tuition free community college, paid family leave, clean energy stuff. So that's the Green New Deal piece. Billions of dollars for, quote, helping immigrant workers onto a pathway to citizenship, end quote. That's called amnesty, my friends. Amnesty is now something you will pay for. The amnesty is coming and you're getting the bill. Now let's see what Senator Lindsey Graham has Lindsey Graham has to say about this one. Play ten.
2: All I can say is that I believe in climate change, and I'd like to have a rational approach to solving the problem, but this is not rational. This is partisan. And this four point two trillion dollar bill, it's not three and a half, is gonna lead to a wave of illegal immigration, illegal immigration the likes of what you've never seen before. A 262% increase in the last six months. If this bill, this idea ever becomes reality, you can double that. If this bill ever becomes reality, a dollar increase in gas prices are going to be the good old days. If they shut down all the coal-fired plants without any way to replace it other than a bunch of BS, good luck with a heating bill.
0: Yep. You know who actually pays for this, not only through tax dollars, but through costs, people that are working for a living and trying to stay ahead of their bills and build some financial stability for themselves and for the future. Those are the ones who actually end up paying for this. Those are the people that are going to have a greater challenge because of the rise in the cost of energy, because of just the well inflation, of course, as well, which is going to eat away at the wages of people. Um, who can least afford that change in their purchasing power. But Democrats don't care. In fact, Joe Biden's running around talking about how this is going to be great. Historic recovery. Play 11.
1: This is going to help make a historic recovery, a long term boom. Folks, above all, this historic investment infrastructure is what I believe you, the American people, want. What you've been asking for for a long, long time. This bill shows that we can work together. (laughs) I know a lot of people, some sitting in the audience here, didn't think this could happen.
0: I sort of, you know, sometimes I wander off when the Secret Service is telling me to go one direction. And I go in the other direction. And I go, oh, 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 malarkey. That's malarkey, buddy. No joke. No joke. I forgot where I was for a second. I will never forgive the Democrats for foisting this guy on the United States. Yeah, they should be ashamed. They should be ashamed, honestly. And I mean that as much as it's possible for me to. I mean that in a non-political fashion. So this also is a reminder that the the Democrats think that they somehow have a mandate with a 50-50 Senate and a handful of votes in the House. They're looking to make massive transformations to the American economy and with it, the American way of life. There's nothing about the Democrats that has any there's no bipartisan spirit in the budget aspect of this, really. I mean, they're doing exactly what they want to do. And on the infrastructure side, I think they're swindling Republicans. I think they're fooling the Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, who are going along with this. I thought it was fascinating that President Biden yesterday said that uh, that that Cuomo did a great job. This is one of the things that makes me so mad. Oh, I know I didn't talk to in the podcast yesterday about Cuomo resigning, so let's discuss that because I did the pod in the morning and Cuomo resigned after I had already finished. Yeah, I, I, am, I, am I surprised by it? Absolutely. And do I own the fact that I thought this guy was going to go down fighting? Yes, he, that was his plan. I've talked to some folks and done more investigating of this. It was his plan to fight it to the very end but turned out the democrats in the state legislature uh really did uniformly turn on him he had no allies no friends they all wanted him gone and i think part of what happened here is that the tyrant in this case who had been able to rule by fear and knew that as long as he could keep some fearful and loyal he always had a weapon against the others this was the the moment that it finally turned and he looked around for allies and everybody realized now's the time we can shove this guy out safely. They wanted to get rid of him and he wasn't prepared for that. He always thought there'd be some people that, you know, owed him a favor or were scared of him in New York state politics. And so he's gone now. Um, Unsurprising, unsurprising, but this is where we are. Uh, Well, I should say, surprising insofar as he resigned, I did think they were going to have to impeach him. Um, I thought they were going to have to. I, I didn't think he was going to step down, as you know. So I, I own that. I, I was like, wow, really? He's actually going to go. But let's be very clear about a few things. One is the Democrats. This doesn't mean that, oh, all of a sudden they're so ethical. Oh, they clean, they clean up their own house. He should have been, been pushed out of office over the nursing home scandal a year ago. A year ago, but no, instead they gave him a book deal. Instead, they gave him an Emmy Award. I mean, not just any book deal, millions of dollars. The entire Democrat apparatus of control threw everything they had behind him. The Cuomo sexual phenomenon. Oh, he's just so dreamy. He's such a hero to the left. He was so great during those briefings. He was horrible. It was a disaster. New York has suffered from worse leadership and worse COVID effects than any other place in the country and still continuing to go on now but the fact that they held up Cuomo like he was some kind of a shining example for all the rest is it's just crazy And honestly it's just crazy and they're not really paying the price for it and they should You know, Wall Street has been lying for years saying a few measly percent is a good return on your stocks. It's really not. And that trading is so complicated. You need a financial advisor. You don't. All you need is carnivore trading. Everyday folks are doing great with carnivore trading. They've got carnivores in all 50 states now. They've got subscribers who get a text message in real time that says, this is what we're going for, this stock, this level, this price. And they're giving you their best insights day in and day out. Give it a shot. Give it a try, because if you're doing any trading of your own account, if you're trying to manage your own retirement funds, if you're trying to manage your own uh, you know, brokerage account, you could really use the expertise of carnivore trading. I mean, their track record is fantastic. So go check them out now and you can try it for free. So if you give it a shot, you don't like it. Well, then, you know, you're done, but you got to check it out and you'll see for yourself how much carnivore trading can really help. Go to get right now and use promo code buck for two free weeks. And if you join you at Carnivore's industry leading promise that you will generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription or you'll get a 100% refund. Go to GetOurTrades.com promo code Buck. That's GetOurTrades.com promo code Buck. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Carnivore trading folks, go give it a shot. A uh, teacher in Loudoun County Um, broke into tears addressing the school board, saying she would not honor the transgender pronoun policy because of her faith. She told the board she was quitting her job right there on the spot. Really powerful, really moving stuff. Play 14.
2: This summer, I have struggled with the idea of returning to school, knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that, despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public, as well as the emails sent by the superintendent. Last year, reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life, going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and I encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policies being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county.
0: If you speak out, you get crushed. No free inquiry, no free exchange of ideas no for educators of course not educators are supposed to be brainwashers on behalf of the marxist left that's the game that's the way this is supposed to go can't think about anything else can't take any other approach right that's what they want you to take away from all this that's what they want you to think this uh this teacher in loudon county continued play fifteen.
2: Not only that, but within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools, and that, quote, this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies, I quit your trainings, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools.
0: She quits. She begins crying. She can't handle it anymore. Yeah, this is what it's going to take. People are going to have to stand up and say, no more not going to do it anymore refuse to play the game the way they want you to mean, this pronoun policy that's that's now sweeping across all these different schools people are changing their pronouns on a. am not kidding on a day-to-day basis you can see tiktok videos and things on this they change their pronouns on a whim and you're supposed to obey today i feel like they them tomorrow i feel like she her today i feel like you know zod zed i mean whatever this is what they're doing and if you don't go along you're a bigot they're just flexing their power they're just flexing their social coercion and yet democrats don't go along with it little collectivist authoritarians they love it no problem with it whatsoever they think that this is great speaking of authoritarians um i got a real problem here in new york guys i'm just going to tell you this Uh, they are putting in place mandates And some places, some school, uh, some restaurants are putting in place vaccine mandates in advance of the de Blasio mandate. Uh, So what is someone like me supposed to do? I mean, I'm going to be essentially banned from public life in New York City within a matter of weeks unless I get the shot. You could say move, but I I can't move that fast. I'm thinking now more than ever about moving. I mean, I've already thought about it a lot during the pandemic, but, you know, my uh, my lease ends in a few months. So, yeah, I could go do anything. I could go move anywhere pretty much, theoretically, at least. But what do I do in the meantime? I'm going to be some kind of a hermit who can't really go anywhere outside of his apartment. This is the coercion, the totalitarianism, really, of the left on display. And Joe Biden's out there even talking about maybe a universal mask mandate from the federal level for schools a mask mandate so we got vaccine mandates and they're still pushing mask mandates masks don't do anything masks don't work but here we are by the way you know rand paul doctor and senator rand paul said that and youtube uh, pulled him off youtube not allowed to say masks don't work why who at youtube is some expert in The studies, the actual proof of masks working. I'm just wondering, do they have anybody, anybody over there have some uh, knowledge of published medically sound control group gold standard scientific experiment data? Are, Are we really to believe that the CDC in the last 18 months has never thought to set up an actual could it work or could it not work trial of masks? No, they just rather it's a it's a religious symbol now. It's we believe because we believe. How dare you challenge our belief in masks? Here's President Biden on how angry he is about governors that are stopping the mask mandate. Play one. And one of the things that
1: I find a little disingenuous when I suggest that people in zones where there is a high risk wear the mask like you all are doing. I'm told that government should get out of the way and not do that. They don't have the authority to do that. And I find it interesting that some of the very people who are saying that who hold government positions are people who are threatening that if a school teacher asks a student if they've been vaccinated, or if a principal says that everyone in my school should wear a mask or the school board votes for it, that governor will nullify that. That governor has the authority to say you can't do that. I find that totally counterintuitive and, quite frankly, disingenuous.
0: Uh, I find that complicated because I'm a moron and I should never have accepted this job. Joe Biden doesn't understand what freedom or individual rights are, apparently. He's making that quite clear. Just doesn't understand. Or perhaps does not care to understand. Maybe he could figure it out, but... He knows what his team expects of him. His team expects authoritarianism. His team expects the Democrats demand obedience when it comes to masks. And anybody who stands in the way of that is a problem, a problem for them. I ask you this. Show me. Think about how long we've been in this in this game. You know, they they brought back masks in my building now, but only in the elevators. I can tell you right now, I will not comply and if somebody decides to get up in my face about it, we're going to have a serious disagreement. It's a line from Last Mohicans. Some of you might have caught that. It's a very—it's probably one of the best moments that Daniel Day-Lewis has in that movie, where the British officer is screaming at him, and he's just like, "One day you and I will have a serious disagreement." And uh, yeah, he ends up uh, later on shooting the guy in the head, but for his own benefit. Spoiler alert. I know that seems weird, but if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Great movie, by the way. Put it on the buck recommendation list. Last of the Mohicans. Great film. Holds up really well, too. So they want me to wear a mask in the elevator, but not in the lobby and not in the gym. Not yet, at least. I mean, I think they're going to come back with masks in the gym soon. Has anyone looked at the mortality data recently? I just you you point that out to people. They say, oh, do what do we care about cases? Should we care about covid cases? No, not really. We should only care about hospitalizations and deaths. Now, there have been an inc- there has been an increase in hospitalizations in a number of states including Texas and Florida. I've seen that. But we've heard so many times, "Oh, the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed, they're going to be overwhelmed." The case level in Texas right now is about a third what it was in January. A third. So were the hospitals all were the hospitals unable to give people care in January? Because I don't remember that in Texas. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. So now we're to believe that with 30% of the cases, the hospitals can, can't handle it. How does that make sense? How does it make sense? And as you know, the CDC recently overreported reported um, the deaths. Uh, or, or I can't remember if it was cases or deaths in Florida. I think it was cases in one day in Florida, dramatically, like 100% more than there actually were, which... You could say it's a clerical error, but it's kind of interesting that, of course, it goes against Florida because they've got to destroy DeSantis. You know this. They've got to make DeSantis look like the bad guy in all this because he is such a threat to senile Joe in the next election. We all know it. Everyone can see it. So they've got to do this. This is why they're already starting to write these pieces about how, you know, Ron DeSantis is worse than Trump, who was worse than Hitler, you know. Yeah, that's right. we're already at Ron DeSantis is worse than Trump. They're already starting to try to float that out there and see if they can get away with it. That's how despicable and dishonest these people are. Just want to take a beat here. Big tech monitors us, censors us, and deplatforms us. Conservatives have been helpless to do anything about it until now. On Getter, G-E-T-T-R, you can talk with friends and family and express your political beliefs without fear of Silicon Valley liberals coming after you. Join Getter, the social media platform that supports free speech and opposes cancel culture. Getter is led by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, who saw what big tech did to President Trump and decided to fight back. Getter is the fastest growing social media platform in history, with over one point six million users already and growing, including prominent conservatives like Mike Pompeo, Steve Bannon and me, Buck Sexton. Join Getter. It's in the App Store, the Google Play Store, and at Getter.com. Longer posts, longer videos, sharper and clearer pictures. And unlike the Silicon Valley oligarchs, Getter will never sell your data. Send a message today. Go check it out. Join Getter. It's free. G-E-T-T-R. Download it today. It's time to cancel cancel culture. Uh, But they hate DeSantis because also his policies, and it's, it's not just that he's a political threat to them. His policies in the state of Florida are a, and have been, a real-time repudiation of the lockdowns and the madness that they've been pushing all across the country for 18 months now. And more than that, I guess it's, uh, well, no, it's about 18 months. So Ron DeSantis has to be ruined. Otherwise, he's not only a risk to the Biden second term, but also the whole narrative of Democrats as somehow the good guys in this COVID pandemic when they've been the hysterical Lockdown crybabies who demand that you mask up, even if you're vaccinated, even if you're vaccinated, double mask. Oh my gosh! We have to stop these loons. We have to get them to just calm down. I mean, I'll tell you this: the, the mortality data on on COVID shows you right now you're at like five hundred, six hundred people dying a day from COVID, and this is during a surge. Surge is not going to last. It's not going to last forever. We all see what happens. It's a four to six week curve. So we're in an upswing now. We're losing about five to six hundred people a day. We were losing, you know, third, three thousand thirty five hundred people a day during the uh, winter surge. Now, that, that feels like a lot of people. I mean, look, every life loss is precious. You know that we all know that. But we're talking about public health data here. You know, does everyone go around crying and saying they can't go on with their lives because of how many people die every day in this country from heart attacks? No, it's a tragedy if you know someone who died from a heart attack, but we can't shut the country down. And make sure everybody, you know, is spending an extra hour a day outside walking because of heart attacks. We don't do that. Right. We're all going to die. I mean, that's ultimately a a part of the the philosophical disconnect here is that Democrats have this silly and and absurd belief that the state can keep them safe from a virus, that the state will keep them healthy. The state will absolutely not do that. It's not going to work. They refuse to believe it, but they, they hate Ron DeSantis because uh, he is standing up against this in schools. Play three. We're going to do whatever we can to vindicate the rights of of parents and make sure that parents are in the driver's seat when it comes to the, the health, education, and welfare of their kids. And these should not be decreed by the government. This should be something that a parent is ultimately making the decision on. I mean, isn't this really straightforward? Parents should be making decisions about whether kids get masked. Could you imagine? I mean, you're going into a school. You're going into a school setting, and some some teacher is like, "Sorry, your kid has your kid has to be really uncomfortable like, what, what if your What if your parent? What, what if your a teacher told your kid that your um, that just for, just for everyone's benefit, you are going to have to, you know, w- walk around all day wearing a really itchy wool sweater. Without it, without a T-shirt on, an undershirt on or anything, wear a hot, itchy wool sweater because it'll make us all feel safer. Is that OK? Say, well, well, no, that that seems weird. Well, that's about as important as wearing a mask in school. But they they won't, of course, agree to that. They won't accept that. But it's true. No, but doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. The kids are going to be pulling their masks down to eat. They're going to be pulling their masks down when they need to sneeze. They're going to be pulling their masks up and down and up and down and up and down. It It's not an epidemiological tool when you're calling timeouts every five minutes. We all know this, but they want you to do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm a lib. I watch CNN. I'm terrified. I'm so scared of the virus. I'm 35 and and I drink soy milk. What am I going to do if the virus comes for me? I need Cuomo. Where's Cuomo? He'll protect me. Oh, no, he won't, because I guess he's gone now. What a shame. Jen Psaki's out there responding to Ron DeSense. I mean, Jen Psaki is like a C-minus student from a, from a third-tier academic background, and she's the White House press secretary. You got to sit there. You say, this is amazing. It's amazing that this person has the influence she does. But anyway, play uh, four.
1: if you're not interested in uh, following the public health guidelines to protect the lives of people in your state to give parents uh, some comfort as they're sending their kids to school. Schools are opening uh, in Florida this week. I know in many parts of Florida, then get out of the way and let uh, public officials, let local officials do their job to keep students safe.
0: Saki uh, uh, went to William Mary's actually a decent school. Uh, she was a sociology major, though. Of course, of course, not that your college or your major matters. I just like to poke fun. So, yeah, she's there to say, if you're not interested in following the public health guidelines, get out of the way because we're going to save people. You know, I just I want to remind you of this. We were told so much here. We were told so much about what was going to happen if, if only we just gave Biden the leeway here i mean remember when they told you biden was going to crush covid fix the economy unite the country stamp out corruption and bring back faith in our institutions give credit where it's due my friends that was hilarious thanks for being here with me on the buck sexton show today please pass the buck get one friend to listen to this show and make sure you continue to subscribe to this because it's different than the clay and buck radio show this is where i get to just let it rip be me do my thing So, team, this is the center of the Freedom Hunt, always and forever. Back with you tomorrow. Shields high.